Welcome to the Molding Private Practice Show, where we help healthcare practitioners in private practice keep true to their purpose and build a life of mastery by providing the knowledge, skills, and tools to bring their dreams to life. In this episode, we speak about building something over time and taking a longer-term view of projects. Hi, Shad. Ready to go? Hi, Oliver. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just doing a recap of the week. How's your week been so far? It's been a good week. Yeah, we've had some interesting conversations. Uh, I think it's been a good start. Well, it's been a good week, and I think it's a, definitely a good second week on the show. Mm, yeah, um, I think I like where it's going, and um, you know, in terms of the content and stuff like that. Um, so, I think the if I should just explain, like obviously, you know, I, I do want to talk about, you know, is building something of value. And I think, um, you know, we, we kind of said it at the beginning of the, you know, when we started this, and I think at the end of the week, we do want to end up with something like that, because it's a very important concept. And it's one of our, our key values in terms of continuous improvement. But it's important that, that we and, and also anyone that's, that's listening to us and, and potential clients or current clients can kind of resonate with that concept of build, building something of, you know, of value over time because you can never get it right on the first chance, on the first try. You can never get it right sometimes even when you're trying. And it's just important just to put one foot you know, in front of the other and just kind of be positive about it and just keep on building something of value. So um, uh, there's something I'm, uh, well, there's a book I've been uh, reading, uh, um, you know, recently, and it's by, I just want to get the name 100% right, but it's, uh, it's called Love is Free, Guac is Extra, and it's by Monty Moran. And um, so he was the co-CEO of uh, Chipotle. And, uh, you know, so, so if you're outside the US, you know, normally this, this won't make any sense, but Chipotle was a was a, a fast food chain and a and a restaurant that uh, started in um, I think it was Denver, Colorado, and I was there. I'm mean, like I was in Denver in 2000 2001, and I remember eating at Chipotle, and, and it wasn't really big. Now I understand why it was obviously in its early stages of uh, you know of that, um, but uh, he was able to take that you know that that company and grow it like phenomenally well. Apparently. You know, it was, I didn't know this until reading the book and uh, I actually listened to him on a podcast that I follow and, you know, heard the interview and, you know, and I saw the book was available. So I started reading it, but uh, yeah, it became quite a, quite a success story on the, you know, on the New York stock exchange, stock exchange in terms of how successful the share price was and, and stuff like that um, and how the company grew, which is a good indication, you know, with the share price. But um, but he talks about a lot about you know the values and and building something and when he joined Chipotle about how he um, you know where it was and you know the changes that they made in terms of team and and looking at things and how they cared for their clients and over time you know it was it was seen in terms of results and how valuable Chipotle became and um, and also I mean like the tangible benefits in terms of the team. And how they became better people, you know, over time, and how they had a much more positive outlook over time, and and things like that. And I really like that story. I mean, like I think, um, you know, I haven't finished the book as yet. I mean, I'm still busy with it. And I think, you know, maybe we can have it as a review at some point. Um, you know, to come back with 
some of the principles with that, that, you know, all of our, our clients, which are healthcare practitioners in private practice, can probably apply in some form or fashion. And, um, and, and also what we're seeing as a company and what we're seeing with our existing clients in terms of maybe some of those principles kind of coming through. But um, there's already things that I've picked up that we can probably start introducing as a team. And, um, you know, so those will be things that, are, you know, we can bring in over the next few months. But some of the things like the, you know, the continuous improvement aspect and the positivity, you know, of three years ago still, you know, I put that as a, as a key company value that I wanted, you know, us as a team to have. And, and, you know, those values should also resonate from a client point of view, because it should be that we attracting clients that actually like those type of values. You know, if we have clients that are always negative, you know, it will never resonate with, you know, with us and it will never resonate with what we're trying to do and what they're trying to do. And it's probably, you know, won't be a, won't be a good fit. So I like that part. And um, yeah, so from a building something of value, is there anything that, that springs to mind that you, you would like to share? Look, I think everything starts with um, trying to build something of value, but it also starts with a vision of what do you want to achieve and where do you want to go. And no matter where you go, everybody says you need to have goals. But I think sometimes people get caught up on the big goal and they forget to put the little building blocks in place to actually achieve that. So for me, I think the big thing that you need to always remember is whether it be in your personal life or your business life, put the peg in the ground, know where you want to go, and then start building the plan on how to get there. Because without the plan, the house is never going to go up. So for me, we do it from a business perspective in the office with a team as well. We know where we want to go, and then we just start building that plan out on how to get there. And it starts with that vision. Even if you look at, um, you can use KFC as an example. I mean, KFC, the first person they approached never accepted the idea. I think he approached something like 49 or 50 different investors before somebody said, you know what, mm, actually, this is a good idea. So with your vision, just keep sure that you're tweaking it, that you are looking at it, that you're improving where you can to actually get to where you want to go. And make sure that you have that line in place of this is what I want and how do you continually improve to get there. And when it doesn't work or if something isn't working, take a step back, review, look at what you, what is working and what isn't working and take the next step and move forward. Put the research in and you'll be able to grow as you go along. Yeah, that's, that's uh, very true. I think... I think also you you know sometimes uh, you know you spoke about goals. Sometimes you get caught up in the overthinking it or overanalyzing it, and you almost become paralyzed from the fact that you know there's so much of work to do that you don't know you know where to start and where not to start. Um, and I and I think you know over over and above speaking, and maybe that speaks to the whole goals idea as well, is because sometimes you need to know where to stop as well. And uh, and I think. You know, in his book, for instance, you know, from a team point of view, he said, you know, you're, you're either an overachiever or you're an underachiever. And normally, like, underachievers almost never become overachievers because it kind of ties to values. And, and I must admit, um, there's some part to that that resonates with me. Obviously, you always want to give the benefit of the doubt, you know, to the person and stuff like that. But 
but most of the time it does come to, you know, what are the values that you subscribe to and what is the values that you almost believe in and, you know, you want to work with. And, and I think, you know, if I, again, relate that to, you know, our clients, sometimes it's about believing where do you, you know, what are the type of clients that you want to work with? What are, what are the type of clients that really invigorate you and, you know, like make you like want to get out of bed in the morning? And because if you're dealing with the wrong clients, you know, sometimes that's, uh, you know, that's a bad thing because that's a, uh, yes, I know it's a client and yes, I know that, that it's revenue and, and stuff like that. But, you know, most of the time, you know, if it's, if it's not something that you want to do, you know, like it's, um, it's a really difficult thing to, to motivate yourself to do. Um, so I would, say, I would say, you know, know what the end goal is and know when you've got there. Um, you know, if I look at, um, like the way I look at like cars as an example, you know, and I have a certain, um, yeah, I think like it's everything. You know, it has to be proper, you know, but, but you don't want to overspend on something like that. And then there's people that go kind of overboard with like everything. But for me, it's always about, you know, like, what, you know, how does it present, you know, like, but once you've gotten there, it's all about, you know, maintaining it, you know, like, um, and um, so that, that's kind of how I relate to it on a personal level. You know, like uh, I like older cars, but like when, you know, when the car is at a, at a certain level, you know, you almost like never spend more than that because it already looks fine. It's, you know, it's something that you enjoy, you know, like driving and then that, that's it. And then what I find is over time, actually you spend less than what you would ever spend maybe on a newer car. Um, and um yeah, or, or, or a car that you're constantly tinkering with or, or wanting to spend you know, like more money on. Uh, I know that prob- that analogy or example probably doesn't resonate with, you know, with our target market, but uh, the, the same principle would apply. It's like no one is enough and you know, like almost like don't go over and above that. Yeah, I think it's a big and important principle of knowing when it is enough. I think... You know, whatever you do and look at in life, there are so many examples of people who've taken it, you know, that one step too far, that two steps too far, and it's just all fallen apart. So use the goal, but make sure that you have that end goal in sight and that once you've reached that, look at the next thing that you want to achieve. Don't keep trying to build on the same goal because then you do wind up overdoing it and overspending. Okay, um, I think I'll probably leave it there. Um, I'll reference the book in the in the show notes so that everyone, you know, if you if it's something that that's kind of interested you, you, know, you can probably look at. Uh, we look at it as a um, as a potential, you know, review at another episode. But uh, let's leave it with that. Um, thanks again, Shares, for an amazing week in terms of the content, um, and looking forward to the next one. Thanks very much, Oliver. Definitely looking forward to next week. We've got some good stuff coming up then as well. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. As always, stay tuned and we'll speak to you in the next episode.